Welcome, everybody, to the Beyond Terrestrial Podcast, your home for the strange, the macabre, the conspiratorial, and all-around supernatural. I'm your host, Mike Roop, alongside Lee Errett. Hello. Today, we are, <laughs> today we are talking about cannibal killers. Yes, we're getting dark today. It's really dark. Really dark today. I was telling you earlier, and I want to mention this while we're recording. I could not focus on this for more than like 45 minutes at a time. Yeah. It was freaking me out. And you told me that you were like delving into it yesterday and it messed you up. Yeah. Yeah. It it was. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't. Ever since we've. Ever since I started really looking deep into researching these guys. I I have like this strange aversion to meat. Well, I mean, I can kind of understand. Yeah, but I mean it's like I have, you know, I'm a I'm a carnivore for sure, you know. And Oh, show. I have no desire in the slightest bit to eat any kind of meat ever again. Mike, this is going to get awkward because I'm going to offer you meat later. It's going to be weird. It's gross. This is a kid's podcast. It is far from a kid's podcast, but kids may be listening, so let's go back to normal. <laughs> You're offering me cold cuts. <laughs> Would you like this ham? I got it from the deli. I got it from the deli. We're each bringing three cannibal homicidal freaking weirdos they are messed up it's some pretty dark stuff so yeah fair warning we're gonna talk about some pretty gnarly stuff so um this may not be a children's episode yeah um so if you fair have warning. kids uh i suggest not letting them listen um but if you know they happen to be cannibalistic killers maybe let them listen they'll find out they always get caught eventually exactly yeah all right, so we're gonna jump in and talk about a few uh, a few weirdos today, a few few cannibals. More than a few cannibals. We're talking hot dog eating champions. Yes, we've assembled <laughs> we've assembled a team of Pokemon serial killers that are going to be unstoppable. Yeah, <clears throat> they will eat you under the table. Emphasis on eat you. <laughs> okay, so um, as we said, we're bring we're each going to bring up three. Uh, Lee, which um, which which guys are you talking about? Well, um, first out the gate for me is the the uh, the master of disaster, um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, I know um, him. Yeah, a lot of he's, people know Dahmer. So. He's one of those celebrities. Yeah, yeah, Dahmer's a Dahmer's the high ranking one in there. Um, and the next two are a little bit more unknown here in the states, but I'm sure that they are um, they are huge uh, back in their home country of Russia. Yeah, that's right. I got both the Russians. Um, 
all the K's and the Chicks and the Vicks. Um, it's great. So Alexander Spetsev, um, and Andre. Andre Arlovsky. Not Arlovsky. I wish it was Arlovsky. That's. He's a beast. Um, Andre Chicalito. Yes. Chicalito. 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 Andre Chicalito and and Alexander Spetsaftiv. Uh the three guys I'm gonna be talking about are um a guy named Albert Fish, who is pretty well known. I mean somewhat. You probably recognize his face. He's got a pretty recognizable face. Um yeah. a guy named Issei Sagawa, who is a total weirdo and comfortably, comfortably, you know, a small celebrity in Japan now. Yeah. Living free, by the way. Living like, free. Just hanging out. Sorry yeah. if I... No, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then my, my favorite. Joe the Cannibal Matheny. He's, he's just just blood curling so um why don't you go ahead and start all right um i think i'm gonna start with uh one of the weirder ones that i've got and this is alexander speceptive um he goes by sasha the cannibal um sasha if you didn't know is what they call anybody named alexander um in russia which is interesting. Yeah, it is it's interesting. like Russian, like it's, it's like Dick, you know, Richard, yeah, for Richard. and Dick. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sasha is, um, if you didn't know that. So Alexander, and I will be referring to him as Al going forward. No, I'm not. It's going to be Alexander. Um, he, <laughs> Al. <laughs> we're buds. We're buds. Yeah. Al. Oh, Al. <laughs> he confessed to 19 murders based on evidence. Um, but is believed to have committed over 80 killings in the early, as early as 1991. Alexander was born in 1970 and raised in a, an apartment in... Oh, why did I pick Russians? Why did I pick Russians? I don't know. An apartment in Pioneersky Prospect. Nice. In central <laughs> <laughs> professionals. Hey, you know, we're not Russians. Might be pro- yeah, we yes. might be professionals, but we're not Russians. In central Novoskestivsk. Um that is the largest city in Komovo Oblast, former USSR, former Soviet Union. All right, now that we've gotten that hard part out of the way. He was underweight at birth, but survived. And although he was frequently ill afterwards during childhood, he was con- he was also considered unsocial and did not have many friends. He was bullied in school. Now, moving away from what I was just reading straight, um, from a lot of the research that I was able to do, we we found or I found out that Alexander... Um, 
during this time, this was right at the breakdown of the USSR mm-hmm. um, when he started his killings. Um, and grimly, his killings are mostly of street children, which was a huge problem back then in the mm-hmm. USSR. Um, these, you know, this communism system has broken down. They're now instating a democratic system. Um, but this democratic system is, you know, still getting its feet under it. And there are a lot of children that are orphan and living on the street. And he hated them. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that I had heard that about yeah. him. Is that he like, he hated democracy. He hated and he democracy. And he, that, yeah. and he thought that these children were clear evidence that democracy didn't work. And therefore, yeah. he must kill them and eat them, apparently. Now, he didn't do this alone. <laughs> <laughs> Likely... <laughs> I I get that connection. It makes sense, right? It makes sense to me. (laughs) He didn't do this alone. His mom was in on this whole thing. He would kill them. His mom would cook them, essentially. So he would invite these children. Him and his mom would invite these children back to um, their apartment on the grounds of, hey, you're hungry? You want some food, little kid? These children... They don't know any better, and yeah. they're starving. And they're starving. This is the most horrible way that I can think of to entice somebody, and and it's just disgusting. It's bad. Um, they would invite them back. They would murder them in various different ways. Um, I, there was no specific way that I was able to find as a general um tool for killing. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I don't believe that there was a real. Um, thought process on that they just fed on these children Um, and it goes back to or it it, it gets even worse during the moment when um, he was put away or when he was caught by police Um, they the police come to the door Um, I don't remember there was complaints of the smell at the house Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's what brought the police in Um, the police didn't come initially it was a plumber because there was a leak in the house mm. and it was leaking down um, below. So the plumber comes to the door, knocks on the door, no answer, knocks on the door, no answer. Finally decides to break the door down because this is becoming a serious issue in the apartments below. Mm. He bursts the or breaks the door down, comes in, a few minutes later comes staggering out hysterical, tell, screaming to neighbors to call the police. Police get called, police come, they find um, just bodies all over the place. Rib cages in the, setting in the living room. Um, Bodies in the tub, like there was a child's torso in the tub. And a 13-year-old girl on the couch that had been stabbed several times. She's alive. Um, Just barely, but Mm -hmm. she's alive. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she was able to identify her killers um, before she died at the hospital a little while later. Right. Um, the best part is they didn't find him right away. He had jumped out of their apartment window, a second story window, and ran. Um, <laughs> so they catch him a little while later, and he basically confesses to killing 19 people, but it's absolutely believed that he killed way more than that. For a guy that seems to uh have quite the disregard for for life 
um, you know, because he likes to kill and eat children, starving children and stuff. Yeah. He sure seems to want to keep his life. Yeah, he, he <laughs> you <know>? seems, yeah. <laughs> seems very... Well, and it, it, it's interesting how these people, they're, they're worried about their own life, but they have yeah. no regard for other people's No regard life. for other people's life. Yeah. I guess that's serial killers in general. These guys are just extra messed up, but man... That's so bad. And it's, it's, it's the craziest part about this whole thing is, um, is you can find the pictures and stuff out there of these victims and stuff. And I think that's what really does it and yeah. for me. Yeah. Cause like you can hear about these terrible things, but then when you mm-hmm. put like these stories to like an image, you're just like, Oh, oh yeah. Oh, just it's so bad. Your skull. Oh, it's yeah. Yeah. And the fact that his mom was in on it and they were just. How sick, man. Yeah. They would just what kind of oof. Yeah. Yeah. I had heard um that after um they were put away, she actually she hasn't spoken a word since. Is not that correct? Not a word, yeah. Yeah, not a word. Um so that's even that's just interesting. It's been yeah. years and she hasn't spoken a single word. Um Yeah. But Makes what, you wonder. I mean, she she obviously realized the gravity of the situation. Yeah. It's like, but you didn't realize that before. Like, what or, what what was going through? You, what what the hell is going through your skull? Or was she was she the somewhat of a victim herself? I hate to say it that way. God, maybe um, I don't know. Not that she was in. She committed. She was part of this whole. Oh thing. yeah, she. But was she doing it because of her? For him or something? Manic love for her son. Maybe. Maybe. Um, that being said, she still killed like 19 kids for sure. Yeah, fuck her. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stay silent, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to hear you talk anyways. Um, wow. That's messed up. All right. Well, um, I want to talk about a guy named Issei Sagawa. This guy's cool. Yeah. So Issei Sagawa, uh, he also went, he is also known as Pang. Uh, he's Japanese. And um, while he was living in Paris in 1981, he killed and cannibalized a Dutch woman named Renee Hartevelt. Um, after he was, uh, after his, let's see. It says here, after his release from two years of pretrial detention upon being found legally insane, he became a minor celebrity in Japan and made a living through public interest. So they essentially, they, they're letting him live out there because he was found, he was found guilty, but he was declared legally insane. And... He did some time in a, in a, I believe he did some time in a, you know, um, mental institution, mental institution, and they let him go. He wrote, he's written books, he's been in films, and let's get the uh, backstory on this, this, uh, you know, public interest here. Um, like what type of public interest? I'm trying to imagine. People like- were interested in him. That you know the. The, oh, so okay. The public so, was interested. So he's in not him. like he's not like going around and being like, "Hey, you guys should do this positive thing." Check, like I was. Check this out. If you look on your phone, right? 
and you Google his name, you know how when there's well-known people that come up, it says kind of who they are. His says public speaker <laughs> on Google. Look at it. <laughs> Right in the middle of Public there. speaker. Public speaker. Public. Oh, my gosh. Public speaker. It says public speaker on Google. Can it, Is that not, not can it say public mo- speaker cannibal? Like, could it? Something. Like, he killed and ate a girl? Like, God. Anyways. Um, so, on June 11th, 1981, Sagawa, then 32, invited his Sorbonne classmate, Sorbonne University in Paris, Classmate Rene Hartevelt to dinner at his apartment under the pretext of translating poetry for a school assignment. He planned to kill and eat her, having selected her for her health and beauty. Characteristics he, characteristics he believed he lacked. He is weak, ugly, and small. He is four foot nine inches tall claims and claimed to want to absorb her energy. That's about how tall you are, right? Well, four foot ten. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Not cool. Not, not cool, cool, man. Not um, cool. Not really. How, t- how tall are you? 5'7". Five, 5'7", seven. Five, seven. okay. So you're a little taller than that. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. <laughs> anyway, she was 25 years old, and she was 5'10". So she was like over a foot taller than him. So it was something like he really looked up to. And which is something... Literally. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is something that he actually uh, found in his first victim, which I'll get to which he was convicted of just of attempted rape for that one. Okay. Um, but I'll get to, I'll get to, uh, I'll get to her. And it says after she arrived, she began reading poetry at a desk with her back to him. He shot her in the neck with a rifle. Sagawa said he fainted after the shock of shooting her, but awoke with the realization that he had to carry out his plan. He raped her corpse but was unable to bite into her skin, so he left the apartment and pu- purchased a butcher knife. For two days, Sagawa ate various parts of her body, saving other parts in his refrigerator. He then attempted to dump her body in a lake, uh, but was seen in the act and arrested by French police. He was caught. uh, When he was caught, he was carrying two suitcases. Those suitcases contained the dismembered body parts of Rene Hartevelt. That... I got a completely different image when you said trying to dump her body in a lake. Like I just imagined like a poor fo- a poor four foot nine inch man trying to carry a five ten tall woman <laughs> and like that's dead weight and like just like nah, he'd been carving, no wonder he, he got caught. Yeah, like, he'd been carving her up and making, you know, steak tartar. You know what I mean? Oh good. Mm. God I went there. Little uh, barbecue sauce. You see why I haven't eaten meat in like two days? You know, I, I do, I do. <laughs> Literally. Oh, um. Anyways, I think so, we get sued for throwing in a couple references to Silence of the Lambs. No. No. Okay. I've got nothing right now. Okay. I just, cool. I, I, I we'll just come imagine back to like it. a sound bite. That wasn't natural, right? Then, anyways, it'll come back. It'll come <laughs> back natural and be like. Or whatever. All right, so um, Sagawa's wealthy father, imagine that. He comes from a wealthy family and he got off light. Oh. Imagine that. Anyways, 
Um, Sagawa's wealthy father provided a lawyer for uh, his defense, and after being held for two years awaiting trial, Sagawa was found legally insane and unfit to stand trial by the French judge, Jean-Louis Brugier, who ordered him held indefinitely in a menstrual mental institution. I like menstrual institution. Menstrual institution. He probably would have liked it even more. <laughs> oh. <laughs> After a visit by the author uh, Inuhiko Yomota, Sagawa's account for of his kill was published in Japan uh, under the title In the Fog. Sagawa's subsequent publicity and macabre celebrity likely contributed to the French authorities' decision to deport him to Japan where he was immediately committed to Matsu, uh, Matsuzawa Hospital. Um, examining psychologists there all declared him sane and found sexual perversion was his sole motivation for murder. Because charges in France had been dropped, the French court documents were sealed and were not released to Japanese authority. Consequently, Sagawa could not legally be detained in Japan. He checked himself out of the hospital on August 12th, 1986, and remained free. Sagawa's continued freedom has been widely criticized. No shit. What? Like. Like. So, so in Japan, in Japan, legally, they can't just open up a news website and be like, oh, this guy got convicted of, um. Well, these doctors said he was just sexually perverse. So, like, that makes it okay, you know? Like, when does like, eating... I think it's some weird stuff, too. You know? <laughs> yeah, but not... <laughs> but I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> go eat somebody. Yeah, you know? yeah, like... I, got a, I got something on that, too, on my next guy. So I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, just a, a little bit more of a backstory. He did, he did... Um, um, he was charged with attempted rape uh, years before he followed a uh, another tall uh, Russian woman, I believe, um, home. Either way, and broke Say into her, her house. Broke into her house um, with. Say her name. I don't. I, it's around here somewhere. She's. Russian. I just want to torture not, you like I'm being tortured with all my names. I wouldn't have to say. I wouldn't try and. I wouldn't try and read a Russian name. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, <laughs> moving on. Um, but anyways, yeah, so he broke into her house uh, essentially with the goal of, um, like, biting a piece off of her. Oh. And, and, and getting out. You know, that was his motivation. But she woke up, essentially threw him on the ground, mm-hmm. and called the cops, and the cops called it attempted rape. Wait, so you're telling me the five... Five foot ten inch Russian woman kicked the um, four. I'm not sure exactly how tall she was. She was tall. Okay, this tall Russian woman kicked this four foot nine inch Asian guy's ass, and Mm -hmm. then the um, the police were like, "He must have been trying to rape her." Must have been trying to rape her. Yeah. So he obviously didn't tell him. I was just trying to get. I was just trying. I was hungry. I was trying to get a bite. Well, you know, but uh, if if I was in that situation, I can understand why he might not tell him. Might not, you know, give that. But yeah. apparently he was obsessed with cannibalism ever since he was a child. Um, mm. Yeah. So um, he was also another one who was born early um, on April 26, 
he was a frail and tiny infant, and he almost died before his mother was able to give birth to him. Um, so he, he suffered a bunch of serious health issues um, related to his premature birth. Hey, is that yeah. a connection? I don't know. That's what... Let's pay attention on the next ones. I mean, I was a, I was a premature baby. Well, no, I'm not saying that that automatically makes you... Yeah, what are you uh, saying here, bro? I'm not saying... Oh, gosh. What are you saying? I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> now, he was born months early. I don't know how early he was born, but yeah, let's mm-hmm. definitely keep that in mind. Because uh, uh, maybe, you know, uh, he was born months early. I was, I was born like a few weeks. I swear I read it some other places, too, so... Yeah, um, um, but maybe it was on those research of those two guys. I'm I'm not certain. Maybe I can't remember for sure. So yeah, his uh, his fascination with cannibalism started as a young child. Um, he came from a wealthy and successful family, and he had a younger brother with whom he was very close. But as a child, his father and his uncle played a game with the boys, where they pretended to be giants who wanted to eat them, which supposedly contributed to his obsession with stories about cannibalism. And it just kind of festered from there, it sounds like. You still have to be mentally messed up a little bit to make that connection and, like, get obsessed with that. Yeah, you were going to be, like, you know, because, you know, we've all played games like that as kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I'm going to eat your face. Like, you know, I'm going to cut you open and eat you, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but no, yeah, those are just, like, those are, yeah, you have to be, to, you have to be over them. Oh, yeah, image. Jack and the Beanstalk is a story told to, like, every child ever, yeah. and it's essentially about a giant that wants to eat a chi- a tiny person. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, he was a, he was a good guy. He was a winner. Yeah, good guy. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. Uh chicken so, dinner. chicken. With some fava beans and... <laughs> Chicken and fava beans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. segue. The next Russian on my list is Alex, or sorry, Andre Chikalito. Chikalito. Andre was born in 1936. Um, his nicknames were the Butcher of Rostov, the Four Strip Killer. The Red Ripper and the Rostov Ripper. Um, the date of his murder murders murders <laughs> murders <laughs> murder most foul. Um, they ranged from 1978 to 1990. Um, and this man is probably the highest number that I've seen. Um. I don't remember what your next one is, but um, I think I've got a good running at 56 possible and 53 pretty much confirmed. Mm. 53. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, so let's go a little bit into his background. Um, when Chikolotov was born... In 1936, there was a massive famine in Ukraine due to the forced collectivization of agriculture. Basically meaning that he was born in in, uh, communist Russia, or Ukraine, but communist, where all of their work, all of their agriculture 
was collected and redistributed. Mm-hmm. Um, and for their work on that, they were allowed a small plot of land behind their house that they were allowed to grow food. Now, it wasn't enough to feed the family. Right. So, he is quoted at saying, or he has claimed that he had not eaten bread until he was 12 years old. Not wow. eating bread. Wow. Like, we're not even talking about protein. We're talking about bread. Bread. Crazy. The family would often eat leaves and grass to rid themselves of their hunger pains. That is insane. It's just crazy. It's insane. So, hold on a second. We got to address something. So, before democracy there in Russia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody was starving. And then after. Democracy in Russia. Everyone, everyone was starving. starving. Maybe it's just everybody <laughs> is starving in Russia. Regardless. That's why there's so many goddamn cannibals from, <laughs> Maybe that's, from Russia. Now, here's a key point. Speaking of that, um, at one point, he told or he said his mother told him that he had once had an older brother who was kidnapped by a neighboring family and eaten. Oh my God. Um, this oh, that'll never, mess you up. This has never been collaborated. Hmm. There's no proof of it, but if that's something that he was told, yeah, I can believe that oh, that would man. mess me up. Yeah. Bad. And it would also, if I was starving, maybe put that thought in my mind of it being a possibility. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Donner party did it. You know what I mean? They well, were starving. Yeah, but they weren't killing each other. No. At least that we know. No, this is obviously a different level the guys were talking about. Yeah, exactly. So his father was drafted into the army during World War II. And while he was away, it's said that his mother was extremely violent. Um, Just mean and abusive and basically um, put the children in through hell, essentially. Hmm. Here we go. Chikolotov was a good student in school, but was quite weak physically and shy. He was constantly hungry during, due to the famine and would often faint in school and at home. Hmm. He became a target of bullies. His small stature and shy, shyness um, was part of that why he became a target of bullies. But not only was he a target of bullies at school, he was bullied by his mother at home, who berated him constantly. Titania, his sister, later stated that her mother was unforgiving and incredibly harsh towards her children, whereas her father was kind. The father Mm. was gone in the army, Mm -hmm. um, and the mother was, you know, kind of terrible. But I see another thing. So how big was Isaka? He was 4'9". 4'9". Issei Sagawa. Um, My guy, Alexander was small. He was premature. Issei was premature. Mm. Doesn't say that Andre was premature, but um, he was physically smaller than the was other Was he small kids. too? Um, yeah. So. Um, Interesting. You know, I'm 5'7". You might want to watch out. I know. I, that's I mean, what I'm thinking <laughs> of myself. No, that's not true. I'm like I'm do. roughly average height. Back <laughs> off, everybody. <laughs> roughly average height. Roughly. <laughs> mostly kind (laughs) of almost just a little bit (laughs) (laughs) we're 
We're trying to bring light to this. It's a dark topic. I know. It's a very dark topic. Yeah. So please don't think we're making inappropriate jokes. We are making inappropriate jokes, but yeah. they're there to... Uh, keep us sane. To keep us sane <clears throat> and hopefully keep this less destructive disturbing. and disturbing. So um, Andre's murders were brutal. And the things he did to the victims were incomprehensible. He would often gouge the eyes out of the victims. Now, he did this because he believed that the eyes kept a snap or a snapshot of the last thing that they saw. So hmm. he thought that they that somebody could just like boot him up and be like, oh, yo, that was the last thing he saw. Um, hmm. So he would gouge the eyes out so that they didn't. The last thing they saw was not him. Um, Whoa, so he was like super, super paranoid too. Yeah, and the best part was when he discovered this wasn't true, he just stopped doing that. <laughs> wow. Weird. The bodies were usually, usually mutilated and their noses were bitten off. Their stomachs were eviscerated and genitals and tongues were cut off or out. <clears throat> now, he didn't care. He did men, women, whatever. During one murder in particular of his female victims, he bit off her nipple and swallowed it, which resulted in him ejaculating on her dead body. Oh, good God. He often shoved leaves into their mouth to keep them quiet. Oh, but yeah. also thinking about if he used to eat leaves. Yeah, to, that's, what the first, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. But I guess the, it's just reason for it too, maybe. Well, maybe he was told to eat leaves to shut up because they were whining about being hungry. Maybe. Or something of that nature. Maybe, yeah. That's just speculation. I don't know. Um, I mean, if the bodies were found with leaves in their mouth, then who's to say that he put it in there to keep them quiet? quiet or he was just a fucking freak, you know what I mean? Was having weird, like, things from his childhood or something. Exactly. I'm not going to go into every murder that he did. Because there's just so many of them, as I said. Yeah. 56. 56. Jesus Christ. 56. So, um, during his trial, he had to be kept inside an iron cage to protect him from his victims' families. Makes sense to me. Yeah. 56 people. And this all happened, and when I say 56, this wasn't a long span. This was from 1978 to 1990. What, 12 years? 12 years, he killed 56 people. Oh my God. That's a huge amount of people. Um, Throughout the trial, his behavior was strange, and at one point he said he was lactating because he was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Then he yelled out he wasn't homosexual twice and pulled down his pants. Wow. While, while the final argument was being presented by the prosecutor, um, he started singing and was removed from the courtroom. Doesn't say what he was singing. Hmm. Despite the bizarre um, situation, he was deemed sane. Thank God. And um, Wow. And found guilty of murdering 52 people and sentenced to death. I don't know. Like, I'm glad that he was... was. 
I mean, you know, I'm I glad he went to prison for it and yeah. sentenced to death, but I think he was totally insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, I absolutely believe he was insane. Yeah. But I honestly think they did the right thing in this situation. Oh, yeah. Probably thinking, well, if we say he's crazy, he's going to get out and he's going to live. And we can't have him on this earth because yeah. he will just keep yeah. killing. Right. He's exhibited that evidence. Right. He At least, clearly, unless he was just trying to look insane. You which know, is and, another thing. He yeah. might have just been trying to look insane. I don't know how you can be insane if you kill 56 people. You mean can be sane? I mean, how you, how you <laughs> can be sane if you kill that many people, though. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Um, so. I suppose there's levels to craziness. I don't yeah. Know. He made a number of appeals and uh, was denied up until 1994. In February of 1994... Um, he was, he had to be transferred to a soundproof room within the prison and then was executed by a single gunshot to the head. Hmm. Um, little known things said by him. What I did was not for sexual pleasure. Rather, it brought me some peace of mind. Weird. Before his execution. When I used my knife, it brought physical relief i know i'm i have to be destroyed i am a mistake of nature the blood and agony gave me relaxation and certain pleasure wow <clears throat> at least in the end he understood that yeah. he needed to be just removed yeah so he knew and and, yeah. and i don't usually advocate the death penalty but i i don't think i'm glad they shot him straight in the head yeah, like, I'm glad they got yeah. rid of him. Like he needed to be removed. Yeah. He was just going to keep keep Yeah, going. there was there was no stopping. Yeah. There was no stopping that. There's there's some like um Sikagawa, I can't pronounce it. Sigawa. Isei. Isei. Isei Sigawa. Um I, like, I think it's Sigawa. Yeah. I might be totally Isei, saying that wrong. At least, you know, it was one. Yeah. And hasn't seemed to relapse and go back into it since that we know really, of. that we know of. Yeah. Maybe he just got better at it. Um but he's, he's super smart. Like he has a PhD <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Good. I'm glad he's got a PhD. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some that like you think, oh, maybe that was something that, um, they were sick and you know they don't deserve to die because of it. But mm-hmm. I think in this case, with that many murders, it just feels to me. I was reading. I don't give a shit how insane yeah, he is. At I that was point. reading the yeah. list of the the murders, and it was like August of two th- of nineteen or of yeah nineteen seventy eight, July of nineteen seventy eight, October. Like the list was chronological, and it was almost monthly. Like there was seldomly breaks between this guy murdering yeah. somebody going longer than about a month. Yeah. Um. He needed to be removed. Oh, yeah. Just removed. Yeah. And leaving him alive leaves the possibility that he's not or that he will someday get out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that was, in this case, the right thing to do. Dude, that's a, that's a living slasher film. Exactly. You know? like Yes. Just and like all those slasher films, just like with, you know, Halloween just passed. You know, the movie mm-hmm. Halloween with Michael Myers, you mm-hmm. know, he was insane. Mm-hmm. He broke out, you know. And exactly. One of the guys I almost covered was a guy who was on the loose as of now. He broke out of the mental institution, and oh, nobody man. knows where he is. Um, Nikolai something. Another yeah, Russian yeah, yeah. dude. What another Russian. <laughs> Freaking like, Russian man. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> oh man. But uh, but yeah, so like, but that's exactly what that is. Is is like a slasher film. So let me read back a couple of these for you. May sixteenth, nineteen eighty seven. July twenty ninth, nineteen eighty seven. September fifteenth, nineteen eighty seven. Oh my god! Just a few. Just over and over and over Just and over, over and, and over and over and over and over. Um, I that's I, I don't want to get into politics here. And honestly, I don't believe that the death penalty is the right thing to do in most cases. Right. <clears throat> I don't hate that they did that this time. I don't. Not at all. That's someone who actually deserved to die. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Even with like, Dahmer, I'll take all the I'll take all the goddamn you know criticism that I need to with that. Like that mm-hmm. guy deserved to die. Like straight mm-hmm. up, you know. Mm-hmm. Even with like my next one, Dahmer. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the death penalty for Dahmer. Well, he, he was this, killed. But he, yes. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to get into that a little right, bit more, right. but I, I wouldn't have necessarily agreed with the death penalty for Dahmer. Um, but at the same time, I can understand why it would be given. So, yeah. Um, but, but this one, I think absolutely. I don't know, man. I don't know. Some of these guys, like when it comes to like weird, like there's certain things that I, yeah, I don't agree with, with, death penalty but some of these people like cannibalistic serial killers those are people that cannot be alive you know what i mean yeah i i agree they shouldn't be alive or they shouldn't be part of the world at least no locked in a cell to rot forever Forever. like just until they go insane and kill themselves like yeah some of them can be used in like for help though I mean, maybe I mean, like I mean, in, they, in like in uh, what was that show? Um, Silence Mind of the Hunter, Lambs. Silence and, oh, of the Lambs. Yeah, Mind Hunter, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, <laughs> was that movie? Oh yeah, Silence of the Lambs. That's right. <laughs> see, see, if we got rid of every cannibalistic serial killer, we might not be able to catch other cannibalistic serial killers. That's true. Yeah. Because I'm sure that that's a documentary, just like all other things. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so on to the next guy. <laughs> Mike, you're up. Um, we're going to talk about a super, super weirdo by the name of Albert Fish. Hamilton Howard Albert Fish uh, was born May 19th, 1870 and uh, died January 16th, 1936. He was an American serial killer. He was also known as the Gray Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, and the Boogeyman. He was a child rapist and cannibal. He boasted that he had children in every state. At one time, and at one time stated the number was about 100. That's what he claimed was 100. Who knows? They don't think that it was that many. But he claims that he had a hundred. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, as it says here, though, they don't know whether he was referring to rapes or cannibal cannibalism. I don't care. Uh, yeah. I don't care. Like it matters. Like you rape a child. Like I think you should like be just destroyed oh yeah um you kill and eat a child most likely after raping it 
you should be destroyed. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, it says here, though, that he was a suspect in at least five murders during his lifetime. He confessed to three murders that police were able to trace to a known homicide. Uh, he confessed to stabbing at least two other people. He was put on trial for kidnapping and murder and the murder of Grace Budd. He was convicted and executed by electric chair. His crimes were dramatized oh yeah, uh, in the 2007 film The Gray Man, starring Patrick Bachelors Fish. So, <clears throat> getting a little bit deeper here. Um, this was actually the guy I was thinking of earlier, I think. Uh, but um, Tell me he was physically small as a child. Well, let's see. Um, so, yeah, he was born in Washington, D.C. Uh, well, we don't need to get too much into all that. Um, where he came from, his he had a super old father. His father was 75 years old at the time of his birth, 43 years older than his mother. Um, and he, uh, although his name is uh, Howard, or Hamilton, Hamilton Howard. He went by Albert, which was the name of his dead sibling. So, uh, a little messed up from his brother dying, I guess, to begin with. Yeah. Um, his family had a history of mental illness, um, and his, his uncle suffered from mania. Uh, his brother was confined in a state mental hospital. Uh, his sister was diagnosed with a mental affliction, and three other relatives were diagnosed with mental illness. And his mother had oral and or visual hallucinations. So the whole oh. family was messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. <clears throat> I think it's audio hallucinations. Did it say oral? Um, aural. A-U-R-A-L. Aural. Okay. Yeah, like A-U, like auditory. Okay. It's the AU. It makes more sense now. Yeah. Um, but, um, okay, so, uh, it says, by 1890, Fish arrived in New York City, and he said that at that point he became a prostitute and began, and began raping young boys. Um, and Wait, was he getting paid to rape young boys, or was he just doing that on the side? He's probably just doing it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Great. I'm glad. Yeah. But if he was getting paid for it, no, that means <laughs> that's a different episode that I'd that's like to do at some point. Episode, and it involves a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's on the that's on the conspiracy side of things. But uh, in 1898, uh, his mother arranged a marriage for him with Anna Mary Hoffman, who was nine years his junior. Whatever the hell that means. They had six children. Um, Nine years younger. She was nine years younger than him. Yeah. Yeah. Just You're welcome. Well, obviously, <laughs> that's what it meant. <laughs> just kind of, just kind of weirdly worded. I never it's uh, heard old it. Old timey speak. Old timey speak. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he worked as a house painter, and um, throughout his marriage, he continued molesting children, mostly boys younger than age six. Um, he says he recounted an incident in which a male took him over to a waxworks museum where Fish was fascinated with a bisection of a penis. After that, he became obsessed with sexual mutilation. This is such a dark episode. Yeah. Um, his, his victims, you know, 
were usually either mentally handicapped children or African-American children, as they thought that they would least likely to be uh, missed. Um, God, it's like messing me up, man. It's like hard yeah. to talk about. Yeah. Um, like you've heard me heavy sigh a few times in this episode. Those are real sighs. Like that, yeah. that I'm just like, <laughs> God. It's... Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, let's see, he, his known, his absolute known victims, uh, there, there were three absolute known, he was suspected for five other, but like you said, he claimed to have up to a hundred. Um, his knowns were Francis X. McDonnell, uh, age eight. Billy Gaffney, age four, and Grace Bud, age ten. Um, so I believe it was Grace Bud that that uh, that led to his capture. Yeah, um, I remember reading that. Yeah, um. Yeah, he he would write letters to to women, and one specifically was to the mother of Grace Bud, and uh, uh, says, "My dear Miss Bud, in eighteen ninety four, a friend of mine shipped, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China." On arriving there, he had two, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from $1 to $3 a pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold to butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy or a girl under 14, was not safe on the street. You could go in any shop and ask for a steak, chops, or stew meat. Fucking Christ, man. Uh, part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out in just what you, just as, and just what you wanted cut from it. Uh, a boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body, and sold as veal cutlet brought the highest price. John, Jesus Christ, dude. It's like fucking with my head. Um, I think you're far enough into his into his story, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, fuck all that. I'm not going to read that. That's messed up. Um, anyway, so yeah, he essentially like... Uh, he would screw with these women. Yeah, so then he... So it goes to... Jesus Christ, I'm just like skimming over some of the rest of this. If any of you feel the need to read this letter, you can certainly find it. His letter to the mother of Grace Bud. I'm not going to read it. Um, and this is after his murder of Grace Bud, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that he sent this to her afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it just kind of goes and he talks about the ways that it was prepared. Um, and then he says... Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. Uh, it's fucked. It's so bad. So he goes through and he talks about the whole thing that went on with her and essentially how he cooked her and how he ate her. 
says it took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though. I could have. Could have. Had I wished, she died a virgin. I think that's just because he liked little boys. Well, that was that was a girl. I know. I think. Oh, the reason, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very possible. Because um, yeah, uh, his other two known for sure were Francis McDonald, uh, nine-year-old boy, and then Billy Gaffney, three, four-year-old boy. So. Hmm. And there's read, there's, a, there's a letter for, from Billy Gaffney too that they're not even going to go close to reading. But. I I read also that um, he was initially going after her brother, really? and then he saw her. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, and he decided to change his plan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he was initially going after <clears throat> the boy. Yeah. And then he so that that was his thing. Man. Um, that's heavy, man. When the child ones really get me, man. Yeah, like, that's bad. And it's one mo- thing. It's they, they really just kind of put the. Yeah, yeah. It just goes over the top. Yeah. And then the whole, and then the whole, the Chinese used to do it because there was so, it was so. Because the famine, yeah. It was called the, the, it had a name. Uh, it doesn't say on here whatever it was called, but it was like a, a thing, you know, that yeah. happened. And Feels like it would have made more sense for that to do, for them to I th- do like old people or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that, I think that Issei Sagawa wrote a book on it. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So he got a movie in a, he got a, I'm not going to go back to him, but he got a role in a movie um, as like a, like a Wait, pervert so the, essentially. So that's all I've got to do to get a role in a movie. Mm-hmm. It was an exploitation movie. So you probably don't want that movie, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I think I'm done with that fucking guy. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. D- did he die? Can can he was executed? Correct. Yeah, he was executed by electric chair, but he used to stick needles in his crotch. Oh yeah, yeah. In his yeah. groin. Oh. And so the first time they did it, they they say it shorted out because of the needles that were in his groin. So he they had to go around a second round. Yeah, before he finally died. And um. I heard that while he was initially um, not happy that he was sentenced to death, um, he uh, ultimately was happy that he was dying by electric chair. Yeah. So maybe they should have chosen another way to kill him if he was happy about the electric chair thing. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't even think of a... I couldn't even fathom the way that that guy deserved to die, you know? You know what? Do you think that that shorted out because of the needles in his crotch or because the guy running the machine wanted to prolong the pain? God, like, <laughs> like green miles style. Like, style? Yeah, like, like, if yeah. I was that guy, I'd think about it. I would contemplate that. Dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't even read cause he details like what he did to the, to, to the girl and stuff, you know? Yeah. And I'm not going to yeah. read it. Don't read it. But, um, yeah, that one, that one fucked me up for sure. Uh, Want to go get some burgers after this? Dude, I'm, I don't know. I'll, if, I'll let you wear I'm, your I'm, cape. I'm contemplating. I got some friends who are vegetarians, and they're happy as fuck. You know, they're really happy guys. Yeah. So, 
I'm just thinking about it, you know. <laughs> it's like might there might be a good time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could bring myself to that. It'd be it'd be weird, yeah. You know? I'm so used to like so used to eating meat, you know, mm-hmm. and everything that like I can I, I can't. Like I don't even I don't see think myself I'll eat eating ham. I don't think I'll eat ham for another few years. Yeah, cuz well, yeah, I know going on to my next guy after 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 yours uh <laughs> it says something about pork and stuff so mm-hmm. yeah it's a little teaser S- stay tuned folks and now a word from our sponsors <laughs> we don't have any especially <laughs> not after this one <laughs> did we just kill all of our options for sponsors <laughs> like nobody's should. gonna be like be like there's no way no even cryptid crate's gonna be like you know yeah. what uh oh, no we're, we're gonna, gonna move on you guys <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, man. Anyways, yeah, get on to everybody's favorite cannibal, though. Ooh, my favorite, too. Jeffrey Dahmer, the Dom Bomb. Mm-hmm. I actually like that nickname for him. <laughs> Some boys getting Dom Bombed. <laughs> oh, now we just ruined it. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer was born in 1960. He had about 17 victims, and those dates ranged from 1978 to 1991. So for comparison, my last guy from 1978 to 1990, 52. Mm-hmm. 1978 to 1991, 17. Wow. Crazy number difference there. Yeah. And Dahmer's like, you know, a minor celebrity. Yeah. Uh. Jeffrey Dahmer was one of two children born to Lionel and Joyce, uh, Lionel Hubbard and Joyce Dahmer. Lionel was a student of chemistry and they moved around quite a little bit. Um, both parents absolutely doted on Dahmer as an infant, but his mother was known to be a little bit difficult and attention hungry. Uh, goes on to say that um, Dahmer's mother spent many t- or spent quite a bit of time trying to garner the attention from his father rather than let the father actually pay attention to the boys. Um, hmm. which basically meant that she was begging for, you know, she was attention. She was addicted yeah. to attention. Yeah. Um, as a student, Dahmer was uh, described as timid and quiet and gave a sense of neglect at home. And it was well known that his mother had mental issues. Um, so it was felt that that had a, um, part to do with it um when Dahmer was about four years old he saw his father remove some animal bones from underneath the house and as he played with the or as he played with those bones he seemed excited by the noise they made from when um when they were like clicked together and from then onward he seemed fascinated by collecting bones and collecting a variety of other um uh, butterflies and dragonflies and other insects. And he would keep those in jars. Um, so his father was uh, in school to become a chemist. Or he was in school for chemistry. One night, the family was having a chicken dinner in 1970, and Dahmer asked his father what would happen if the bones were put in a solution of bleach. Up until then... It's a strange... How old was he? Uh, he was born and he'd be 10 years old. What kind of kid, what kind of 10 year old asked a question like that? What if we put this in bleach? What, what happened? Will it go away? 
<laughs> so I got some bones. So here's the best part. Up until then, the do- uh, the father had been concerned that his eldest son was quite solitary. So he was pleased to see that his son had shown an interest in something and showed him how to preserve the animal bones using his chemistry background. Wow. Interesting. Hint, hint. This went on to his him in the future. Mm-hmm. So the majority of Dahmer's victims were drugged um, with sedatives before being strangled to death, but sometimes he bludgeoned them. Um, his first or his first and second victims um, died from blood loss and shock after Dahmer cut their carotid artery. Um, number of victims were killed. Uh, in 1991, had holes drilled into their skull. Holy shit. Okay, so let's move, let's go into here. Dahmer had a fascination with creating a sex slave. Mm -hmm. So he would go to these gay bars and he would pick up young, um, now we're not talking like um, Albert Young, we're talking like 17, 18 year old boys. Um, He was was caught with a 13 year old. Yes. um, Like soliciting him like a prostitute or something like that, right? Yeah, I think he was, yeah, yeah. Anyways. But in most cases, it was like a 13-year-old that had snuck into a gay bar or something like that. So he had reason to say, well, he didn't know they were um, a minor. Yeah. That being said, he seemed to like him young. Yeah. Um, and he would drug these, essentially, children and um, tie them up and then attempt to lobotomize them by drilling a hole in their skull and pouring an acid into their um, brain cavity and or boiling water in an attempt to create a docile creature that would just sit there and let him do what he wanted to. Whoa. Yeah. Um, So I set down my little thing, but I really wanted to talk about that because it is crazy gross. Yeah. Um, He's, wow, weird. Yeah. So... He would eat pieces of them, but most of his Get stuff... Get a blow-up doll, man. <laughs> oh, man. You know, he would still be alive today, and he could have gotten one of those he Japanese... Just, um, yeah, one of the new ones. He <laughs> yeah. would have loved those. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't have to kill anybody. Exactly. He wouldn't have. Um, so it it is just crazy. In one situation, and this was towards the end... Um, one of the kids that he, or one of the men that he was um, doing this to, he had drilled a hole in their skull and had um, attempted to lobotomize them, then got bored, went out for some beers, came back, and he was gone. The kid had gotten out, and he's running around naked asking for help. Found by police, Dahmer comes up, claims to be his gay lover, and um, they had a fight, and he is um, on some sort of drug and uh, drunk, and um, the police just let him go. Jesus. Just let him, like, release the, ch- the person back into Dahmer's custody and let Dahmer take him back to his house and eventually kill him by pouring acid into his skull. Wow. Pouring acid into his skull. That is morbid, dude. It is, it is disgusting. Like it is just crazy, though. Like, Holy like shit. it is. 
It is human centipede level of weird shit. Yeah. Like, (laughs) sorry to say, but so Dahmer would eat his victims, but the majority of his um, thing was once again, sexually motivated. Yeah. He wanted a sex doll. Um, He would kill these people and he would continue to have sex with them until the body was so decayed that he could no longer have sex with the body. Um, He would keep heads in freezers. Um, He kept Polaroids and he had huge amounts of uh, souvenirs. Mm -hmm. And when I say souvenirs, I mean body parts. Yeah. Um, And it was discovered a sketch of a altar that he wanted to make of his victims Mm -hmm. and basically have a piece of each one of his victims on that altar. Was that the first thing that they found? I think it was one of the first things that they found. Which kind of led them to like search everything. Yeah. And then they found a 55 gallon drum filled with acid that he would use to dissolve the bodies. Yeah. Um, and it's just crazy. And the best thing about it is like the, the neighbors complained of a smell regularly coming from his house. Like Mm -hmm. neighbors like smells like dead bodies over there. Maybe you should look into it. And the cops are like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well that was the deal with, uh, what was it? Um, was your first guy with Alexander? The, yeah, yeah. Well, they, there was claims of yep. that too, but the police never did anything. Yeah, exactly. Why would you not do something like be like it smells like something's dead up yeah. there? It smells like lots of something's dead up there. Yeah, like you should look into it. At least bring a dog. If yeah. the dog's like, no, this is dead. This is dead, guys. This is dead. Yeah, like maybe you should be like, okay, we need to check into it. <laughs> right. I mean, people just die in their apartments too. Yeah, you exactly. Know what I mean? They just they have a heart attack on the couch or some shit, mm-hmm. and they just die and they just sit there and rot. And that's how they people find it. It's because of the smell, you know. Because you freaking research that stuff, man. It smells like something's dying. So mm-hmm. something's dead and rotting. You should do. Yeah, check research. it out. Like, I don't care <clears throat> if somebody lives there. You do a little bit of research. You do some research. <laughs> if I was the landlord, I'd be like, "What the fuck's in there? Yeah. Like, what yeah. is going on in there? Like." Like, uh, you, your neighbor in 22B said it smells like something's dead in your apartment. And I'm standing I'm at the door it and it kind of smells like something's dead in your apartment. Yeah. We're going to have to look. <laughs> no, you don't have any time to clean up. No, yeah. we're looking now. We're looking now. The cops are here with me. Yeah. Exactly. You'd think. You would think. So Dahmer killed about 17 people and he was ultimately caught because... Once again, he let a guy get away. Yeah. Only this time the guy was coherent enough to um, explain the situation to police. Yeah. And Dahmer was caught. That, Complacency, man. It, it's just crazy. Or arrogance. You know? Or arrogance. Yeah, it's just crazy that this person was coming to you not able to speak, bloodied and beaten, mm-hmm. naked, and you're sa- and you're like... And you're just like, oh, well, that, let him go. that's your boyfriend. Okay, I guess uh, he says he's your boyfriend. You go have fun. <laughs> Guys, go have fun. Don't hurt each other too bad. Like, I'll get a little freaky. I get it, guys. Okay, just take it easy. And and I, <laughs> there was a story of one of the, one of the witnesses to the whole situation that called the police complaining about it. And the police officer berated them, basically saying what people do in their own home is their own business. Yeah, because they all just knew he was gay and they all thought he was just having weird sex and stuff and they didn't want to check it out. 
I bet it's what it was. So, like, you know, they probably just thought there was weird gay sex going on. They didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. You know, and they're like, I don't want anything. They're just having weird sex or something, you know. People, yeah. you know, they don't understand, you and, know. And the, the time was a little bit different. I mean, it, yeah. It, I guess you're right. Like They probably just thought it was some weird gay thing going on up there. They didn't want to, like, think about it or they didn't want to, like, get involved or something. Yeah. I'm just saying if somebody's bloodied and beaten and, and yeah, I'm an yeah. officer, I'm going to be like, hey, can you give me a little bit more information? Like, I'm going to I'm take, not saying I would think that, by the yeah. way. Let me get, first get that straight. <laughs> I, I would personally think, you know what? I think I'm going to take him to... I know you guys were in the middle of something creepy and weird. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to take him to the doctor. Yeah, we're going to check him out. It looks he, like he has a, a hole drilled in the side of his head. It looks like he's had a hole drilled in the side of his head. And um, he's not speaking very well. Like. Yeah. He, he seems like he may be under the influence of some drug that may be dangerous to his life. Yeah. I'm taking him in. <laughs> it's hard to say, too, because you never know. Because, I mean, I guess he was super, super uh, charismatic and yeah, he was he handsome, was. you know. He was. And, and that's that's the weird thing about it. Um, While he was quiet in school, he's like the odd man out of all of these ones that I've seen so far. Yeah. Where he was charismatic. He, he looked was, like a normal he guy. He was tall. Yeah. Um, he was handsome. Um. He did not fit the... I think that's maybe why he was so popular. Why he became so popular. Because it's like... Mm-hmm. Everybody thought he was just like this kind of... Where he, he looks... Like if you look at most of his pictures and stuff, like in a few of them, he looks kind of weird. But like most of his stuff... Mm-hmm. He looks like an average guy. He looks like a normal guy. He looks completely normal. Yeah, he's probably got a desk job, you know, yeah. and a couple of kids and stuff is what yeah. he looks like. Yeah. So... Ultimately, he was convicted of uh, 17 murders and convicted to 16 life sentences. Um, so Dahmer was not convicted to death or sentenced to death. Um, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. The Dahmer one, I don't know, like, it was messed up. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. It was messed up. But I can almost say, okay, maybe he put him in a hole for the rest of his life. But maybe he doesn't deserve to die. Um, I don't think he was insane, though. You know what I mean? That, yeah, that's the truth. Like, he was... I think he was just sick, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he was insane. I, he was incredibly smart. I mean, like, weirdly smart. Because yeah. there is a certain point where you're like, I'm going to drill a hole in this guy's head and pour acid into it and yeah. see if I can create a docile creature that I can just have random sex mm-hmm. with. You just kind of wanted like a slow bumbling thing that you could just, yeah. Feels like he would have had it. What eat. makes you think though, if you're so goddamn smart, like what makes you think you could keep something like that? Even if for some reason it worked. Yeah, somebody's going to see this person that used to be a normal so human being like, and be like, <laughs> you know, it's just like all beaten and ripped up and God knows oh. what, you oh. know, it's just like <laughs> insanity or just sickness. And yeah. And there is a certain point where he got away with so many that he thinks he can just get away with all of them. Yeah. Um. And I mean, honestly, he did a really good job. Well, I think it was a failure of police that one time, but yeah, he should have been busted then. He should have been busted. Um, um, so he was killed by another inmate, uh, in 1994. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not mad about it. Not mad about it. I don't necessarily, um, believe in the death penalty, but you know, if he was killed by another inmate, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. 
I don't know, man. Death penalty is intense, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what I think about it. That's something, like, that's really hard for me to wrap my head around. You know, like, I can't I can't definitively say anything about the death penalty, especially when it comes to stuff like this, because I don't know, man. I just can't get my head around it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I really, I just cannot get my head around it. I, don't I know. honestly would say prior to doing this research that I did not believe in the death penalty at all. Yeah. I thought that it was not necessary. Um, I thought that you could stick somebody in a hole for the rest of their life and that was enough. Um, but after doing this research, I'm on the fence with it. There's some evil out there, man. I think there, there are some man. situations where the death penalty is necessary. Yeah. Like it needs to be removed from this earth before it spreads. Right. You know, it's like we can, you know, we can talk about you know, we don't even have to talk about the whole religious view of what evil is. Mm-hmm. These people are evil, dude. Mm-hmm. Evil, mm-hmm. man. Well, in the Dahmer one, like, he was so charismatic. Yeah. Think of if he wanted to just create followers. Like, he could Charlie oh, Manson yeah. that thing from prison. Oh, oh yeah. Of course. Totally. Like, I mean, goes just, I mean, he's, he's dead and he's so popular. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even the sickest of all of them. I mean, he was obviously incredibly deranged and just yeah, totally evil. But he wasn't the sickest of all of them. The- no. And like, have you watched his uh, his his last interview that he did from prison? No, I haven't seen that one. It's super interesting because he seems like a guy who just legitimately, uh, I don't believe him, but is sorry for what he had done. Mm-hmm. Legitimately looks completely sorry i think he's super smart and i think he's a good actor you know i but like, i think he was a psychopath yeah and i think that that was a big part of it straight he, up american psycho style yeah you know perfectly capable of faking emotions and faking mm-hmm. um but didn't actually feel them right didn't feel them at all like I mean, you couldn't you can't like yeah there's no way you could ever feel like real emotions especially for other people in any sort of way and do what these people do to people. There's uh, no way. I disagree with my first one. Alexander, I think he truly felt rage and his r- rage was what drove him. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's an emotion. I feel, I, I feel like that's kind of like a instinct. Mm-hmm. I feel like rage is kind of an instinct, but I don't know. But you know? I also think that he didn't believe, like he felt compassion for other people but not for the, he honestly felt like the street children were cattle. Yeah. And he def- convinced himself that, of that. Just no, um, zero, zero empathy in any mm-hmm. sort of way. Yeah. You know, obviously no sympathy, obviously, but no conception of empathy in any sort of way for any mm-hmm. other person mm-hmm. besides maybe his mom, you know, because yeah. they were in on it together, but who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Super interesting. So, you, Do you know what we've learned from this? Mm. If you kill multiple people, you're most likely going to die. Um, but if you kill one person and attempt you, to <laughs> rape another one, you'll be a minor celebrity you still and tried be able to, to write a book. <laughs> you still tried to eat that first That girl, doesn't matter. They don't know that. They don't know that. They don't know that. Yeah. They well, don't he, I think he put it in his book or maybe when that... that 
person came to visit him in that mental institute, mental institution or whatever. But yeah, he's still living now. He's Isagawa to reiterate. Um, he's in the care of his brother apparently. But um, anyways, in the care of in the care of his brother apparently. Hmm. But um, so um, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Um, so the last guy on our list today. Um, I ran into this guy a couple years ago, I think, um, something like that. I'd never heard of him before. I felt like I'd heard the story, but I'd never like really known of him. Uh, another guy that was also killed in prison, uh, Joe the Cannibal Matheny. This guy is crazy. Um, it's also not a, a small guy in any sort of way he was like 450 pounds actually oh he was just hungry he was just hungry mm. so, <laughs> i mean that guy makes that guy makes me look small man you know i mean he's huge and what does the c stand for on your cape chicken it used to be but now now it might be cannibalism Fighting cannibal. I'm gonna put an FC. FC. Fighting cannibalism. Fuck cannibalism. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> but not um, fucking cannibalism because that might actually turn out to be something that, might that these turn, people would do. That's like a. That's probably a genre on the dark net. You know. Yeah, yeah. Let's leave that. Alone. Um. <laughs> Uh, Sorry jokes, to interrupt. I apologize. Jokes to try and make it seem not so crazy, um, but yeah, Joe Matheny. So um, Matheny's known and connected kills began in 1995, a few months after his drug addict wife left him and took their six-year-old son. In a rage, he bought an he brought an axe to a location under a bridge where he thought her drug dealers would be lurking. Instead, he found two homeless men and allegedly chopped them to death. Matheny was later acquitted of those murders, but is largely to believe to to have committed them. So what happened there is he actually went to prison for those. Mm-hmm. He was in there for, I believe, a year and a half or so, but they didn't have sufficient evidence of it. So they just dropped the case. So Matheny told police that he killed three more unrelated individuals on that same night. Hmm. He said he weighed their bodies down with rocks and threw them in a nearby river. Three years later, divers searched the location but found nothing. The case was dropped due to lack of evidence. Later in 1995, Matheny said he lured quote-unquote crack whores Kathy Ann Magaziner, 45, and Kimberly Spicer, 26, to his trailer near the food stand. He opened a food stand. A barbecue pit. He killed, dismembered, and partially ate them prior to preparing their remains as burger meat. Oh, thank God. So. (laughs) Yeah. While Um, on trial, Matheny said, I cut the meat up and put... And put it in some Tupperware bowls, then put it in a freezer. I opened up a little open pit beef stand. I had real roast beef and pork sandwiches. They were very good. The human body taste was very similar to pork. If you mix it together, 
No one can tell the difference. He was making meat pies. <laughs> he was making meat pies like so, Sweeney Todd. So this guy started killing people, opened up a barbecue stand, and fed human meat burgers to people. It's like I don't know what's worse Cannibalizing someone Or somebody Unintentionally cannibalizing someone Can you imagine If if you'd been to this person Imagine yourself going to the Getting one of those burgers and you're like, you're like oh, this like, is damn, great. This is really good, good burger. Maybe and you then, go back like all the time because yeah, you absolutely love like, it. He's actually a nice guy. He's kind of weird, but nice mm. enough. And he's, his, his burgers are good. pretty cheap. Burgers, you know, good fries too. Uh-huh. And uh, like three weeks later, you're like, you were eating human fucking beings. Oh. oh. <sighs> yeah. So that's, I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, How many people did he do this with? Those were, those were two women that specifically went into burger meat. Yeah, two, two, whole, two whole women, I, I believe. Two whole women went into burger meat. And that's kind of how he got rid of the evidence, I'm guessing. So um, one of those women... Uh, Catherine Magaziner, I believe is her name. Uh, He went back, let's see, after stashing like a lot of their body parts away, like the bones and things, you know, it's Mm kind of dismembered. um, He went back apparently six months later, back to the place where he discarded her remains, found her skull, cleaned it off, and had sex with it. What? Yeah. And then he went on to claims that he had also killed two unidentified prostitutes as well as a fisherman. So, how was he caught, you might ask? As we <laughs> do say. I, do I want to know how he was caught? I hope, like, he was tased a hundred times. That probably wouldn't even work. The guy was huge, and that is why his victim escaped. It was a, a girl that he had brought back, uh, a woman by the name of Rita Kemper. And what did they say in Zombieland? Cardio, exactly. cardio, cardio. <laughs> she, was a, she was a prostitute in 1996. Uh, Nathaniel kidnapped her and forced her into his trailer. As he was gearing up to kill her, uh, she managed to get away, scaling an eight-foot-tall chain-link fence. And he couldn't catch her. She went to the authorities. And they went and got him. Yeah, the guy was 450 pounds. Like, he was a huge dude. Is that him? Yeah, that's him. Oh, my God. Um, he's a big guy. Yeah, so. He's huge. It's like a huge Man. dude. Yeah, so I think he was I think he was over six feet tall. Um, 450 pounds. Just like a huge dude. So that's why he was able to kill, you know these people so easily because he he was so big he just overpowered him yeah um but once again cardio wins out in the long run yep cardio wins out in the long run 
Yeah, so not uh, apparently um, he, he was a truck driver. Not a whole lot is known about his childhood, but uh, he said he did enjoy the killing and would not apologize. Hmm. Yeah. So. Um, I think that's the worst thing that could possibly happen to accidentally be eating um, human meat. Yeah. Like, to be that's that disturbing. person. To, to I, I don't know if I would be tempted to put a bullet in my mouth at that point. Like, I would just feel so disgusted Yeah. in myself, especially if I liked it. Especially if I liked it. Yeah. Uh, you, and, and I don't know how you could go on like, after knowing like that. that you enjoyed eating a human being. Like, you would, you would become, you know, like, I mean, there's no way you could ever meet, eat meat again. Yeah. There's no possible way. Yeah, I I would be a vegan. Like I I don't think I'd eat any kind of animal product after right. that. Like I'd just be done. Yeah. Um, just gross. And to find it out like after the fact. I mean, just because it was only. I I don't have words. Like. Yeah. The words are trying to flow out of me, but they make no sense. Yeah. Um, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's bad. Well, um. Although. Did see this really shady burger shop downtown? Yeah. You want to go with me? I'm hungry. Nope. <laughs> There's a really big guy that works there. I think he owns the place. Nice. Let's go there. <laughs> it's <just> humongous. <laughs> it's this really big dude. Kind of looks a little crazy. A little intimidating. Looks a little unstable. Anyways, uh, if you made it this long, thank you very much. Um, this was a hard one. We understand if you didn't make it this long. We almost didn't make it this long. Yeah. We took a break. It, it is. We, we stopped and we took a break. I'm in a weird headspace right now. Yeah. I'm trying to have fun with it, but even my jokes are kind of like haphazardly. Yeah, it's, <sighs> it's, it's hard. Like, you start trying to like conceptualize these like just these acts and it gets to the point where like I don't know it's and when you see these pictures too if you if you feel the need any of you just uh, check it out we we posted a video um, a couple of days prior to the airing of this episode and we there was a, a handful of these guys in that video mm-hmm. and uh you really kind of get the gravity of it. And, it's, you know, so if you have that morbid curiosity, like, unfortunately, we have. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to have it for a little bit. I'm, 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 I'm good for a bit. I'm done with serial killers. <laughs> and I'm I don't think we're going into cannibals ever again. Yeah. Right? It's, I, ugh, that's always one thing that I've always been like, you know, really have tried to take myself to and just can't get to it. Not actually eating somebody, but like <laughs> mentally. I was wondering where we were going. Mentally, with this. mentally trying to get myself into that. To where space. you would think like to that, where yeah. like trying to imagine myself doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a it's like a mental exercise because mm-hmm. you, I can't like I can't bring myself to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't bring myself to that level where I can even think about eating. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it sends shivers down your spine. You know, and then you add children to the mix, and then you add children to the them. mix, and it's like, Jesus. oh my gosh, three of them. Sorry, three of them 
had children in the mix. Yeah. Two of the three were Russian. Well, it's just like going to, to the to the the story of that that Chinese famine. That's what they yeah. were all. They were all getting all the kids because they were like, I imagine like, essentially, it's like, it's like veal or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. You know, because it's, it's, it's the muscles, the muscles aren't as dense, and you know. Ew. It's just, oh my gosh. This is a very dark place. And yeah. these people are very dark, disturbing, and just It's horrible. It's the epitome of darkness, man. It's it, like, can I can't think of anything. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to try and think about something that's worse than what these people are doing. You know, raping, murdering, and eating fucking children. Mm-hmm. What is worse than that? I can't even think. I can't even imagine children to other people. Like that would, <sighs> that would the only escalation I can possibly think of. You're welcome, <sighs> Mike. You're welcome. That's why I wanted to keep Matheny for last because he's just, yeah, he was so twisted that he ate it. Quite liked it. And was like, and maybe other, other people are gonna like it. Like, <laughs> I should have kept Albert Fish for last because I, I mean. I didn't go. Fish was. I didn't read those letters and stuff beforehand, mm-hmm. and because I just I didn't really want to. And then, yeah, fish was I think the darkest one of them all, and I think the reason for that was the the letters. The letters. The letters that were just that's a different morbid level. and mocking and just disgusting. Yeah. Um, the others were bad, but him. Hearing his input on the whole situation just and dis- took and describing it. describing it in a way of like casually. It's almost like he enjoyed speaking it's about it. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. It's literally Hannibal Lecter. Oh fuck. I, it's crazy. I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks for oh, going there with thanks, us. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you got to get dark. And uh, hopefully this satisfied your darkness appetite for the next while. I know it did me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be much lighter on the next episode. Yeah. We're going to do something. Uh, we're going to do something fun on the next episode. So, um, yeah, appreciate it. Um, Get at us on all of our social media and stuff, even if you don't want to, because they're not all going to be this dark. But, hey, we're a dark, kind of strange podcast. So, you know, we got to go there every once we're, in a while. So We're really trying to cover the entire gambit of the paranormal, the macabre. It's in our mission the strange, statement at the beginning. The, the strange, beginning. the macabre, the macabre, <laughs> the macabre. We're really trying to cover that that gambit. So, please, guys. Pay attention to us on face, um, uh, social media. Yeah. Um, hit us up with some stories. Uh, we want to do a new segment of uh, testimonials from our listeners and from um, a- a- other people. Yeah, starting on the next episode. Uh, we were going to do it uh, this week, but it... This it, one's running pretty long. Yeah. Um, so starting next week, we're going to... Uh, two weeks from today. Yeah. Yeah. So next episode, uh, two yeah. weeks from two weeks from today, um, two weeks from the airing of this. We're yeah, we're gonna do yeah personal testimonials. So any of you, please reach out to us. We want to know 
your stories. We can even have you call in if you'd like, or we can just tell the stories for you. Um, feel free to reach out, even if you don't want to talk about it because you feel weird. Send it anonymously if you feel weird about it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. We'll just we just want to tell cool stories. And so. we're gonna do a segment at the at our during our episode. Um, it's going to be a single testimonial per episode, and then we're gonna go into the rest of our episode. It would be fantastic to be able to have the testimonial somewhat match up to what the episode is about but he doesn't have to but that'd be nice that'd be amazing if we could do that um please guys um support us in this we're we're having a huge major fun time we're loving it um and we love everybody that's on the podcast our beyonders the beyonders you guys are awesome Thank you so much, Lee. Thanks for going there with me today. Oh, Mike. Oh, we won't go rough. there again. It was rough, but thanks, guys. Talk to you later.